All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. We are coming to you a little bit later today and why not? Today is one of those days we're just going to have fun with it. So we're a little bit later. Um, we both actually had something come up. Maybe it's because both of our names are Melissa, but we both had something come up and we had to postpone for about half an hour. So we're here now. We're going to be talking about should you get divorced, which is an epic episode. I told my husband about it yesterday and he's like, oh, really? <laughs> so <laughs> it's quite an episode uh, and one that I'm super excited to be talking about. Today's sponsor, Phoenix Identity. If you're questioning your marriage and want a healthy, a healthier way of identifying whether or not it just needs to be reignited or next steps or whatever it is, if you want some healthier communication, finding out your unique needs as a partner and what a relationship truly needs, go and check them out um, and set up a clarity session. They do work with couples as well as individuals. So go and check them out and see what happens. Um, I'm going to hand it over to our guest speaker, Melissa McLean. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you for having me. My name is Melissa McLean, and I am excited to be here today. I am a divorce and dating coach, and I primarily work with women over 40. I help them heal from divorce or actually help them process all the five stages of divorce. And that just means deciding that you want a divorce all the way to your next chapter and then help you find the unconditional love that you deserve. And you can find me at melissamcleancoaching.com everywhere. Good, good. So you and I started today's episode or decided on this episode because should I get divorced is a question a lot of people ask themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been married 15 years. Have I asked myself that question? I'm not going to lie. Absolutely, I've asked myself that question. And I don't think... I don't think very many people, especially in society today, haven't asked themselves that question at least once, right? Um, Whether things can be really good or really ugly or really bad or really great all the time, there are times in every relationship where we start to question, is this really what I want? And I think that's when we're growing, when when we're changing, you know, maybe our partner is changing and growing, but that question comes up a lot. And it's, it's almost like a stun gun goes off when you ask yourself that question. You're like, whoa, did I really just consider that? Like, where, what what is going on? Should I feel bad? Is it, you know, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of emotions associated with asking yourself that question. Absolutely. And like you said, it's normal, you know, especially as time goes on and we're ebbing and we're flowing and we're working all the time and we're raising children and we're not nurturing our marriage and our relationship like we did when we first got together. And it's important, you know, it's important to breathe passion back into it. I'm a firm believer that you can absolutely turn around a relationship. You have to have two people that want to do it. You have to have two people that really want to level up and, you know, and, and have a sexy sex life and breathe, breathe passion back into it and, and not think that the grass is greener. Yep. And you know what, sometimes, sometimes it does end in, in divorce mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be a really negative experience. There are people who, you know, just uncouple and that's okay. What ends up happening in my experience and what I see quite often, especially when you have kids, especially when you have a career is you get married and you're in that honeymoon stage and you're so focused on each other, right? Like so focused on each other. And then life gets in the way 
and you forget to date, you forget to communicate, you forget to be anything other than roommates that are paying them for a mortgage and raising kids. And you get to a point where, where you have that time, right? Maybe when your kids get older, they get in their teens or they become adults or whether when your career is starting to slow down and you're thinking about retirement, where you sit there and you question, I don't know this person anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know them. I feel like they don't know me. I'm not a priority to them. Are they a priority to me? And you really haven't put any effort or any um, investment into that relationship as the years have gone by because you've got caught up with everything else. That's why, just like Melissa, I've got a program called Reignite the Spark. And mm-hmm. it's because you, it like, sometimes that's what it really takes is just regaining that oh, who are you? It's nice to meet you. And you can like almost create that honeymoon phase again, where it's like, you're getting to know each other. What, what feeds each other, maybe new hobbies that you guys want to pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's important to, well, first of all, there's a few things to unpack there. Being disconnected from your spouse for years, like I'll pick this up. I'll nurture this when the kids are out of the house is detrimental. Mm-hmm. Like when years go by, things could happen. And, you know, the reality is, is that sexless, sexless marriages is a silent epidemic. It's all over the place. It is very rampant. And when you're not connected with your spouse, that's when people can start to stray. So if you are someone in a marriage who maybe you're someone like, hmm, you know what, I could take it or leave it. I don't care if I ever have sex again. But your spouse wants to have sex. I mean, don't be surprised if he or she finds a lover on the side, you know, and that other lover might be someone who's also in a sexist marriage. I mean, this happens all the time. So it's important to have an amazing communication. It's important to ask for what you want. As we enter midlife, our body changes, our testosterone changes, our estrogen changes and our progesterone. And there's no reason why we need to suffer. I mean, I'm a firm believer in bioidentical hormones, which is a natural safe way, but everyone should get their hormones checked. There's no reason why we shouldn't be having sex until forever, until you're 90. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I've had that situation. So when my husband and I first got married, I was pregnant with our then youngest, our then, you know, 14 year old now. Um, And during that time, uh, we were like animals. So I'm n- not yeah. TMI. I'm not going to get into that, but we had a very healthy sex life. Right. And then once I had my daughter, I went on the pill because again, we have this very healthy sex life. And I didn't yeah. want any more kids yet. Um, they killed it. Mm. I wanted nothing to do with him. I wanted nothing to do with anything sexual. But then as soon as he was gone, it was like ramped up and it was like this very closed off window, right? Where like Mm. three in the afternoon, if you're not home and we're not doing it, then it's not going to happen. And Mm. I would brush him off and and there was, I communicated this and I Mm. I couldn't understand why. So we went through a couple of years of this until I said, Mm. screw it. And I went off the bill. Hence Mm. we have an eight year old. Um, (laughs) But, but I mean, take heed everybody because the pill is very, it's really unnatural there's mm-hmm. so many other things that you could be doing. You could do a non-hormonal IUD. You know, you could do something like that without hormones because these synthetic hormones do affect the body. So thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. And then now 
um, we've been married, like I said, 15 years. And I know that I've come up to him and I've said, you know, like now I have a very healthy appetite again, not all the time, but I, I'm the type of person we talk about love languages, right? And love languages are huge in relationships. Mm-hmm. And my love language is physical intimacy. That's my love language. His is gifts of service. He will make sure my cars are good. He will make sure the dishes are done and the garbage is taken out and the laundry. Like he is gifts of service, right? And I'm physical intimacy. And so I've had to have that communication with him and go, you know, and I'm going to, for everybody watching, I'd like you to listen to this part because this is really one of those keys to communication. I don't want to have to tell him that I need sex Mm -hmm. and then feel like he's pity sexing me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that is a huge issue that I found in communicating my needs was that I don't, I don't want to tell you because then I feel like you're just doing it out of pity. Like I want you to want it. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And we had this conversation and that conversation changed things for me. So now if I'm feeling Um, not only that, uh, I am with that when I feel loved and I feel full and I feel good, um, my whole demeanor changes. So when I'm feeling a little bit neglected or I'm feeling like, um, I'm not getting that physical intimacy that I'm craving, I will say, Hey, you know, I'm feeling a little bit left out here. (laughs) Um, you know, whenever you're kind of like in the mood, let's just talk about it or you know get something done or whatever right so I've had to learn how to communicate that right and in passing not just lying in bed where I'm going to feel rejected if he doesn't or pitied if he does it has to be you know on on mutual terms when you know we're going throughout our day if he's at work and I say hey you know I'm feeling kind of neglected can we snuggle or can we you know just cuddle and watch a movie or whatever right Netflix and chill whatever (laughs) whatever um but having that communication and being able to openly say that and take out all of those insecurities right and be like I need this it's so important everybody our lovers are not mind readers Mm -hmm. and and you know and we all ebb and flow so you could be with a partner who maybe his testosterone is a little low, right? And he needs to get his hormones checked out. I mean, I've definitely experienced that. I made a few notes here. Um, so what I do in this house, I mean, I love sex. So I, listen, I think it's wonderful. I love sex. I love having orgasms. So uh, what I do with Michael is I'll put meeting notices on his calendar and I'll just do like private notices. And I'm like, meet me in the bedroom at two. Or I just wake up and I walk up to him and I give him a 20 second hug. I always say like, hug me. And then I'll be like, when are we going to have sex today? You know, <laughs> just like with a big smile. And it doesn't always, I don't unfortunately have sex every single day, but it's telling him like what you like. It's like, oh, I love it when you, you know, suck my clitoris. I love it. And I do. You tease me throughout the day, right? Yeah. It's just um, like little things. I'll send him text messages. I send him meeting notices and it makes them giggle and it's fun and it's something between the two of you it's like dating right yeah and so that's one of the keys I think we're trying to uh express about the sex (laughs) talk now is that you really communication is key whether it is sexual whether it is you know uh what you need done whether it is 
uh, you know, maybe you're feeling uh, dejected or maybe you're feeling disrespected about something. Maybe you're not feeling like you are a, um, a priority. They don't know that right? So whether you're a man or a woman, your partner does not always automatically know what you need when you need it. You have to communicate these things. And this, this isn't just romantic relationships. This is every relationship. You cannot get mad at, I'm going to repeat that. You cannot get mad at somebody for doing something that you do not like, or not doing something that you like, if you haven't said anything to begin with. Yeah right? You can't. So a lot of time that miscommunication, that anger that happens, you know, maybe right before you get to the, should I get divorced question, you're feeling all this angst and anxiety and this, and this irritation because they're not doing something, or maybe they are doing something that's irritating you. Have you said anything about it? Mm -hmm. And have you actually explained it instead of just flying off the handle and go, don't do that anymore. (laughs) Um, turn around and say, Hey, you know, um, you, I'm going to use my own, you using the word useless in any relationship to me will throw me off the handle faster than you can blink. Please do not use that word in relation to me whatsoever. I might not be doing something that you want me to do, but that does not make me useless. And I've had that conversation, right? And it was a communicable conversation. And his response was, I really didn't know it bothered you that much. Yes. Right. Yeah. Here's a really, go ahead. No, absolutely. Go ahead. I just, that was life-changing. Yes. It's so important. I was going to give everyone just um, a healthy way of connecting, you know, attaching to other people. And that was a really good example. Like if you're having a conversation with anyone, it could be your lover, it could be a friend and listening to your intuition. And all of a sudden someone says something and you're like, Instead of assuming what you heard and making an assumption and then thinking in your brain, like now it's a new story, it could be anything. I don't like this person. This person doesn't make me feel good. I don't feel safe here. What an asshole. You know, I'm never talking to this person again. Stop the conversation and just say, hey, you know, Melissa, I really like you. And you just said this to me. And this is how it made me feel. Is that, was that your intention? Yes, absolutely. You know, was it your intention? And then they can say, yeah. Or they'd be like, no, just like your husband. No, I had no idea. So we have to really, it's so easy for us to create stories. And, you know, it's, and people don't really step it up. Ask people if the meaning of their words, did they mean it the way it hit you? Especially if it makes you feel sad, angry, like anything. Mm-hmm. A and negative we feeling. We don't do that enough. That's part of healthy communication, right? Yes. I want anybody watching or catching the replay. I want you to think back to a situation where you said something to somebody else and mm-hmm. they took it completely the wrong way. And then you had to backtrack and defend what you said, or maybe you lost a friend or you lost a partner because they assumed that what you said was intentionally meant to hurt them. That happens all the time. We have to avoid that and go, whoa, okay. (laughs) Well, before I react emotionally, how about we just stop for a second and go, oh, 
that 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 hit me bad like where where was did that come from a bad place or we yeah this is like adult stuff this is like an adult mature this is not your younger self your inner child like running around right that's the person that's afraid to to ask because they're afraid they might get hurt they're afraid to actually hear the truth maybe You know, so we want to get clear on that. And we always want people to show up authentically. And we want to know, you want to know the truth, even if it's not what you want to hear. Don't you want to know the truth so you can move on? Like if you need to 86 somebody from your life, if we just need to clean house, which we need to do sometimes, and it's not even just with a lover, it could be with girlfriends. It could be whatever. Um, just moving people along and wishing them love. And it doesn't have to be this big conversation like, hey, Melissa, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Okay. It's just, you don't really hang out anymore. And then if I see you, it's like, hey, how are you? And that's it. It's not being fake. It's just, you don't have time. Like you need to fill your life and surround yourself with people who love you, who lift you up, who you can be your authentic self. Yeah. Has anybody, and I've done this recently, has anybody left a relationship, maybe a long-term friendship or or a long-term relationship where, you know, yeah, you've been hurt. Yeah, there's been some angst and, and, and irritation. But when you leave that relationship, you're not doing it because you're angry. You're not doing it because you're hurt. You're doing it for your best interest. You're doing it because that's what you need to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're in a romantic relationship and you're thinking, should I de- get divorced? You know, there's a lot of stages to that question. There is, okay, do I just need to reignite the spark in my sex life? Mm-hmm. Do I need to bring in communication? Do we need to start dating again? Do we need to figure out who we are now as individuals and as a couple? Mm-hmm. Um, do we need to go to counseling because there's things that are pissing me off that I can't get over and I need to figure it out? Like what, what part of that situation? But then there also comes a part where, you know, maybe it is best to separate. And, but that doesn't have to be a very angry process. Right. Right. It can be we just aren't fitting anymore. And right. no matter what we've tried, no matter what we've decided, we need to do what's what's going to make us both happy. And maybe that is getting separated. Maybe that is getting divorced. Maybe that is getting perspective and saying, hey, you know, but, but still keeping that conversation open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes just getting separated and just living like that I mean, everyone's got to work on themselves. It's like, what, how are you contributing to this relationship? And if you haven't been com- communicating for a long time, that could be years of just holding things in, you know, and whatnot. Um, but you can always rekindle, you know, but we can also consciously uncouple with love mm-hmm. and just to do it with love, especially if you have children. Um, and so if we're, if we're getting over there where you're like, we've done everything, we've worked on everything. We just, we have decided we are not for each other. You know, if you're going to conscious, if you're going to complete a relationship, I mean, the kids have to be number one, Mm -hmm. you know, and the way you communicate you hating each other and all that goes with that 
it's not hurting you two, really. It's hurting your children. And you can't have hate without love. You can't what? You can't have hate without love. Right. Right. Um, and, and a lot of people may ask me, how is that even possible? Right. How can you hate somebody or how can you not hate something? Um, so let's go wholehearted worst case scenario, right? Let's say, and I'm not talking relationship wise, I'm talking animal abuse. You mm -hmm. can hate animal abuse. Mm -hmm. Why do you hate it? Because you love animals. Right. Right. There is always love in hate. And mm -hmm. remembering that when you're in a relationship and, and it has come to that question of, should I get divorced? that there is love in that hate do you love your children enough to learn do you love yourself enough to mm -hmm. to let go of the hate do you love did you love that person enough while you may not be in love with them you did love them at one point or another mm -hmm. how can you get back to that and go this just needs to change right um one of the things that I wanted to mention, we did an episode last season on a partnering. And it was, you know, two people who are married living in separate houses mm -hmm. and have a happy, healthy marriage, but live apart. And that is another option for, for many people is having two separate, you know, and, and it's basically like you're always dating, right? You're married, but you're always dating. Mm -hmm. There are so many ways to have a relationship, mm -hmm. you know, and we get society says you have to be married and it's just a man and a woman and, you know, all the things, but guess what? And it's only, and it's monogamous. You two could decide that you want to open up your relationship. Maybe you want to have a polyamorous relationship. You know, maybe you want to live separately. Divorce is a really huge thing mm -hmm. and it can be extremely expensive. So there's a lot of people who stay married for these reasons. So has your relationship evolved to a place? I mean, but at the end of the day, we all have to be talking about it. It's like, make a list. Like if you're actually having this conversation, be like, you make a list of all of your desires. Like, what do you deeply desire in a, in a relationship, in this marriage, you know, all the things and let your partner do that. And then kind of come together and look at each other and just, and share. And look for commonality. I'd love to share, um, if anyone is thinking of a divorce, the big thing out there is education because divorce attorneys are not the only way to get a divorce. There's a documentary on uh, YouTube. It's called Divorce Corp, C-O-R-P. It's $3.99 and it's the bomb. And it tells you how broken our family law system is here in the U.S., and I'll just educate you. So just educate yourself, educate yourself on what a mediator might be, you know, educate yourself on maybe having a coach, a relationship coach, a divorce coach. I mean, you know, it's yep. a big deal. It's yep, easy absolutely. to get married. It's very hard to get a divorce. Yep. We, mm, we did another episode last year with a lady who um, specializes in helping uh, women who are separating or divorcing that have special needs children mm. um, and what that entails uh, because that's another whole ball game of, <laughs> of issues right there um, yeah. 
I think one of the biggest things is when, no matter the relationship, when you question a relationship, you need to question whether or not working through it is worth it for you, whether mm-hmm. or not that's an option, whether or not you need to rekindle, whether you need to start dating, whether you, you know, go through the steps of actually trying what you want to try. Um, obviously, if you're in a situation where you are being, you know, abused, then do what you need to do to get out. Um, If, you know, you or your children are being abused or, um, and that goes both ways. That's not just male or female. That's both ways. It's, you know, not one against the other. We do know that, you know, women can be abusive as well. Um, There's a lot, a lot to unpack. And I think that don't ever just give up Mm -hmm. because, divorce relationships have become disposable discardable in in the last few years and or even in the last 20 years 30 years they have become disposable where oh it's easy we'll just get a divorce we'll get married and get divorced 20 days later or um and and they're sensationalized right look at how many high profile individuals get married and then divorced so quickly Um, and I'm not saying you have to stay together. Absolutely not. I would never be the person to tell you stay together just for the sake of the children or anything else you need to do. what's going to make you happy, but put the effort in to try. Yeah. Did you give it a thousand percent? If you complete that relationship, can you say, I gave this relationship 1000%. We both did. And it just didn't work. And it's okay. Like, what if you are only supposed to spend 10 years together or 20 years together or 40 years together. You know, it's so outdated to say that you have to be together till death do us part. It's very common to have serial monogamous relationships. You know, it doesn't mean you're marrying everybody. And guess what? You don't even have to be married. Some people just have serial long-term relationships. It's okay. Like whatever works for you. Yep, exactly. And and I love that you said that because that is you, you have to do what works for you, no matter what that looks like, no matter what society says, as long as it, as long as you are not hurting anybody else, right. Yeah. That's, that's, I think what, where people go wrong is if you were intentionally hurting somebody else by your actions, then, then that's wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. That's wrong. But know who you are. Um, every relationship has three parts. It has you, your partner and the relationship itself. And it's like having a bank account, right? The relationship is one is a joint account. And then you each have your individual accounts. You both need something different. Yeah. Right. The relationship. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of shame and guilt that goes along with any type of breakup. Mm Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be that way because it doesn't have to. We can consciously complete relationships with love. Yep. And knowing that it's a process of mourning. Yes. No matter no matter how good uh, or how much love you throw into divorcing or to, you know, going your separate ways with love, it, there is a still a period of mourning. Totally. Absolutely. Grief and loss. It's yeah. like an amputation. Even if it... It's a, it, because it's the death of a dream, 
it's the dream, the life that you two shared and the family unit or everything that encompasses, it's a big deal. I mean, people are, it's so easy to say, oh, I'm going to get a divorce. It's a huge deal when you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The companionship, the comfort, the security, the stability, the, and you might be saying that you don't have many of those things in the marriage, but when they're gone, uh, the, the old adage comes, comes back into play. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. Um, that happens quite frequently and not to say that that's a guilt thing or a shame thing. It does happen. And you do have to mourn that when you realize it, um, yeah. and, and kind of, you know, pick yourself and go, Oh, I never thought of that. That's why I think Melissa and I are saying, you know, ask for help, get help, right? Make sure that you've done that thousand percent figure out whether you're having those conversations, whether you're saying, you know, you're doing this and it's really hurting my feelings, or I don't feel like a priority to you, or, you know, how can we work together to relearn who we are and where we're at at this stage? Because we're always learning. We're always growing. We're always becoming different versions of ourselves. Let's do it together. And I would say also, especially when your, your relationship isn't going well, like, let's say if you said to someone, you know, I just don't feel like I'm a priority. And he's like, well, you're not. Right. So if someone is basically showing you over and over and he's telling you you're not he or she. I mean, reach out, hire a coach like your self-esteem is in the shitter. Like for you to like we have to breathe self-esteem and self-worth and self-love back into yourself. So you can take care of yourself mm -hmm. and put yourself, because why should you settle? We shouldn't just settle in life, you know? And as we get into midlife, we get to choose. I mean, midlife is not a time to settle. There's a billion people out there. So can you find love after divorce? Absolutely. There's more than 4 billion people on this planet. But the first thing you have to do is take the time to heal to process the grief and loss from this relationship, to get clear on what you desire, to get clear on what you bring to the table as a partner. Like, what do you, what do you bring to the table? What do you love about yourself? Like making a list of, and all the hell knows. So you can spot the red flags, but there is absolutely, if anyone's thinking, no one's ever going to love me again, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. too many there's billions of people on this planet and there's we have more than one soulmate love mm -hmm. okay they will there will always be a next but you have to do all of that you have to heal so you can up level so you don't attract the same thing that you just that you attracted yep. and if you are attracting the same thing then there is a cyclical pattern that's going on you haven't learned to lesson um, there is always a lesson to be learned about how we're stronger, smarter, all of it, right? Um, and and how mm -hmm. to self-love because we should and always should be our own number one priority. Nobody will make you a priority better than you make yourself a priority. That awesome. should be a goal for globally. You need to make yourself your number one priority. No one can love you more than you love yourself. Yep. It's and literally impossible. Yeah. And from the day you're born till the day you die, you're the only constant, <laughs> yeah. right? I don't know. How many boyfriends did you have in high school? How many girlfriends did you have in college, right? Like you're the only constant day one to day none. 
you're you're number one. Uh, so make yourself that priority. All right. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going? Um, no, thank you so much for having me today. Again, everyone can find me at melissamcleancoaching.com. I help people from if you're deciding to get a divorce to the dilute. The, to the breakup, to the healing, to finding love happily ever after. Absolutely. All right. Like Melissa said, if you would like to reach out to either her or myself, you can do so. Our links are in the description of this episode. Go and check out a Phoenix Identity. They do group, individual, and couples coaching, um, as well as they have a couple programs that you may be interested in, Reignite the Spark being one of them, and Creating Space for Love. Uh, so go and look at those um book clarity session all of that fun stuff all right um if you would like to be a guest speaker blogger sponsor or if you would like to see a topic featured on the show please reach out to us at justalivetv.com i am your host melissa crutchler thank you so much melissa for joining me today i really appreciated your time loved spending time with you bye all right bye <laughs>